and welcome to another beautiful episode of the Toronto Ultra Merc and Maven podcast. Uh, just showing out today to cover the action, get ready for Christmas and spend a very sexy time together. Joe, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. A great day. Yeah, Christmas is, uh, well, today is the 21st. This is when we're recording this episode. So a few days away, um, you know, but it's been good. We've been working. I don't think we talked about that on the last podcast, did we? And I don't believe no, so. I think that was no. right before the announcement. We were, we were honestly talking about if we should just announce it on the podcast and just be like, hey, we're coming back. But we were like, hey, let's just let's let them do their thing. You know, they hire PR people for that. Right. So whatever. Yeah, it's I always am like my whole career. I'm always weird with that. Like, should I just say something? Do I wait? I don't want to get yelled at. Like, just let them mm-hmm. kind of handle it, get the tweets out and, and enjoy it. And I think they dropped like a whole ton of info. It was like, you know, everything that. YouTube deal, schedule, whatever. And it was like 20 tweets and stuff about the year. But hey, we're excited to be back. It's been fun, honestly. Like, I, I, I've been vocal about the fact that listen, I've been casting 10 years now or some shit. And uh, I've never gotten, like, bored with it. Like, I love it. I just It's, it's a fun job. I want to do it forever. And I know people have gotten burnt out by it. But, like, the only time I felt that is when we were casting the online league. I'm by myself in my basement. Like, during COVID, I, I, I fucking hated it. Um, it wasn't like... <laughs> hating online matches or like league matches. Cause like we did those live in person in Columbus during the land league. I had, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and I'd, I'd hope that like being in person, doing it with you would kind of uh, solve that frustration for me. And it has dude, we're vibing. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Just being uh, back with the desk, uh, BSing in between just trying to make each other laugh, do some dumb stuff. Yeah. But obviously we, we work off each other. That's the other top yeah. part. I mean, props to people who work online, like just vocal cues, Every, everything I, it's just tough to do and yeah it's really hard to get into when you're in your basement and i think you said i looked over one time and i just saw a copper laying there and i'm like what the hell am i doing like yeah yeah it's, it's just the way it is yeah it's it was it was tough for you but i in a way we kind of we kind of practiced it, in the, it you know last what was it major whenever they had it the studio or that uh what was that like major three or four last year we were i was like dude let's just go cast out of the studio like Come beat the L. It all worked out though. So that was a bit of a bit of a rehearsal, I guess. Yeah, I had to move here. Basically, it was the big thing. Um, yeah, we got that now, done. Yeah, it's been great. I think you, you know, you and I, we've been casting together like six years together, five years, whatever it is, like long, long time. Shit. And um, I mean, every caster pair has their strong, uh, strengths and weaknesses, but we've always thrived off of our friendship and uh, just kind of chemistry has always been great. And like, I, I'm big on energy, and like, it's just tough to do when you're. In a basement. Now we can uh, have a good time. I, I think mid-cast, I slapped you in the ass a couple times, dude. We're vibing. Yeah, we were vibing. <laughs> All right. A uh, couple of weeks of CDL down. Um, so let's let's get into a podcast today. We're going to have a little fun today. Uh, we figure Christmas is around the quarter. We're going to do a little naughty nice list. Pretty much, we're going to take a couple of good things from each team and a couple of bad things that we took away from uh, the first couple of weeks. Listen, it's very early in the season. We understand that, but... Uh, no, let's let's see. Uh, obviously, every every team played three to four matches, so there is at least something there. Kind of trends, question marks that we had coming to the season. Uh, but let's let's take a look at the, the standings um, so far this year. Vamos, uh, Miami Heretics, first place, nine and two, best map uh, counts. We'll get into it. Obviously, they haven't played the toughest teams. Uh, Atlanta Phase three and zero. Uh, Subliners three and zero. You see the list. Optic three and one. Some teams have played three. Some teams have played four. Uh, but now we have a couple of week break just for the holidays. Um, you know, Activision Blizzard, when you and I worked corporate, I think like for, you know, actually going to the office every day, I think they have like a two to three week break, 
So I think that's why yeah. this is scheduled in here. It's because the entire company is literally gone. So yeah, I know it's a little weird. I think you kind of said on the broadcast, it's a bit like a preseason in a way, but this just comes back to, they want to start matches earlier. Let's get some content out to you, the people, um, and get the, the players in matches. At least now we have some updates coming in. So the new patch will be when we come back. So we'll have to watch some screens, maybe, and see. Uh, it, it's a bit of a restart. It's like you had a couple couple of matches, you get to do it again. Yeah, I, I had a couple people in my chat kind of ask, like, do you think, you know, if there's a change to the game or updates, like, is it really going to be a huge deal for teams? And I was like, I don't know. Yes and no. I mean, whether we've had shit spawns or good spawns or whatever, like, the good teams usually do well, the bad teams do poorly. Um I think when it's really tough is when, I mean, if you, even if you have bad spawns and they're consistent, I think people are okay. It's when you have yeah. like the really inconsistent stuff that's a problem, which hopefully an update doesn't do that. But mm -hmm. I think it'd be, if they were taking out like half the map pool and putting in new maps, maybe that's a different combo, but change the spawn. I don't think it's going to make some team way better. Uh, we'll see. Well, let's, I mean, we have the capability on PC to kind of do this. Uh, obviously like, bro, I remember while I was working League Ops, those updates would come out. We'd have to update every single PlayStation in the venue because through PC, we can play on old patches, right? Um, at least we have that capability. On consoles, sure, sure. you cannot. If a patch comes out, you have to update the game. You don't know if anything changed. You can't have that happen mid-match or mid-tournament. So at least now we have the break. But yeah, I mean, you have to have some heads up for the players and the teams. Hey, we're changing spawns. We're not going to just throw you into the gauntlet and say, figure it out. So, honestly, like, if we're not going to have, I'm, we're talking like semi perfect world. If we're not going to have it where, like, you know, the relationships there with the devs where we're out, you know, months and months before and the pro teams are working with them to get stuff in a good place, like, I, you know, we pray for that, but who, who knows if that'll ever happen? If that's not going to, part of me is not opposed to like just forcing it in early. Get a couple weeks before the break. Show there's some problems, maybe something he's worked on, and we hope that over the course of the break stretch, it does get worked on. I mean, maybe I'm being unrealistic, but that kind of cycle I wouldn't hate. Yeah, I think the only issue is that like these points go to qualifying. No, right? no, th that's the problem. That's, that's, that's the, the only yeah. issue. It's like it, yeah. it leads to champs. Like who knows what twenty or thirty points it leads to? Um, it's I think ideal, but ideal is not realistic. So. <laughs> I mean, ideally, yeah, we would have like a pro-am and maybe you would see some online tournaments, some old 2Ks, whatever that, maybe that's the best play. Oh, I see uh, what you're saying. Instead of just official matches. like just Instead of official matches. Have some stuff like that. Stuff. Yeah. Well, for cash or whatever. But yeah, but yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a good couple of weeks. Uh, but let's, let's get into it. We're going to start from the bottom. And listen, some of this is tough, right? When you are looking at 3-0 teams, it's hard to find bad things. When you're looking at 0-3 teams, Sometimes it's tough to find good things through the first yeah. couple of weeks. Uh, but we're going to start with Minnesota Rocker. Talk about them. They started off 0-3, 4-9 map counts. It wasn't the prettiest, but let's start, uh, I, I think, with the good. I'll start here. And one thing I, I noticed, Linz is performing well. Um, it, it's not the prettiest stats. He's got a .97 in a hard point, 1.03 in control. I guess if he, they were 3-0, you'd probably want this to be better. But the fact that they're 0-3... Um, I think you kind of take these stats, right? Obviously, the rookie, like yeah. we've had some rookies really struggle early on in, in matches, in tournaments. And when you're losing, it could look really bad. 
I mean, like really, really bad. But he's obviously winning a, a lot of his engagements in, in young fights. So I think you have some here with Lint. Well, and the fact, you know, you mentioned if you were three and out, it'd be a problem. But like, not only is it the fact you've lost, but it's also been some tough matchups. You played what, Texas, um, Las Vegas, which I know hasn't been great, but like, they're not bad. Like, they've had a lot of close series. And then Miami, who is three and out. So like, you've had losses and also losses to some good teams. So, yeah. Yeah. So I have that. I think another thing um, in search of destroy uh, again, their search hasn't been the best. Nothing has been the best. You have a lot of opening dual win percentages on your ARs. Accuracy is at 67%. Awakening is at 57%. I think the problem is, is they're getting those first bloods. They're not converting them into round wins. Um, that is just, if you're going to be a team in the bottom side of the league, your search and destroy just has to be better, right? Like it just, that's how you are going to win matches. And I feel like with someone like Accuracy on the squad and Vivid on the squad, their search should be much better than one in three. Well, I guess I would hope, like, you know, you kind of have Awakening for the beginning and Accuracy for the end. Like, in the sense of, like, remember Wake, like, back in Modern Warfare, where everyone thought he was full of shit? Like, he yeah. thought he was balling, dude, because he, like, literally <laughs> had, he had every first blood for that team. Like, every first kill was Awakening. He was leading the league by so much, and... That's like an AR, which we didn't usually see. It wasn't like a BZ flying at someone. It was just him finding his duel and winning it. And then when you think of accuracy, you think of, you know, Mr. Clutch, right? So, yeah, I guess I kind of hope, like, all right, Awakening, get your pick. Accuracy, make sure they don't fuck up the round. But not yeah, there it's, yet. It's kind of been the opposite. It's like you're finding these first bloods, and then they're just not converting them into round wins, which early in the year, it's, it's a problem. Uh, last good thing that we have on the nice list, you have some winnable matches in the next set going before Major 1, right? You've played three, you have four to go. Uh, New York, tough one, obviously, but then you have Carolina, LAG, and Surge. Uh, obviously, Carolina's one and three. LAG, we're still trying to figure out. I, I think they've had a, a very good showing for maybe what we expected. We'll get into that. And then Seattle Surge, like, if you're going to be a middle-of-the-pack team, those have to be sort of, there's got to be, I don't know, maybe two wins in there. Two to three if you're trying to potentially get to winners. But I just think, okay, like you said, you had some tough matchups. Let's get now into maybe maybe some good stuff there. You want to get naughty now? Yeah, let's get to the naughty, the bad uh, things. Uh, well, I mean, you're 0-3. That sucks. I mean, that, that, that's, that's kind of the way to start it. And then, like, the ARs, right? So I think I said when Joe and I first casted them, um, we were like, okay, you kind of know what you're going to get with accuracy. A degree, right? Like, I listen, people are asking if I got to be dropped every day for the last four years. Um, but he finds his way on teams because, you know, he is valuable in other ways than going out and dropping 50 bombs. But if you're going to have someone paired with him, I think there's pressure on awakening to fry. Like, he just kind of mm -hmm. needs to, um, you know, be gig awake or whatever the hell Ann always calls him. And that hasn't, yeah. it, that hasn't really been there. And granted, you've had some tough AR matchups from like a talent perspective, I think, so far, but. I'm, Lamar's not going to have a 1.2. No. Like, like Wake's, Wake's the one that I think needs to pump that for sure. Like, yeah, I think my there. my issue with this is right. Uh, 0.8 for actually 0.84 for Awakening overall throughout these matches. Uh, this is just an AR heavy game. Um, there's a lot of post up. There's a lot of places where you, if you rotate, you get free kills. There's lots of hills in which the game in a way can be free. You're watching crosses. I, I like. I just think there should be some freebies here that these guys need to get kills on it's in a way, right? Like I know the movement and everything, but it's like the MCW, it's a laser. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm not thinking about it the right way, but I'm going to think about it that way. Well, I think the other way is this though. Like, all right. Think of, um, 
more typical title that's not as AR heavy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if a Sam LaRue got to his spot and he had subs flying at him, people with subs in their hand, they get fucking fried. It, yeah. That's what happens. But when you have an AR heavy game, Simple be easier, let's say it as an example, are now rounding the corner with an AR in hand at range and taking that fight. Um, so it's maybe less of a freebie in that regard. Like you don't have free sub kills right. in range, or maybe, maybe I mean, I'm thinking about it wrong. No, 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 like, that's true. I, I just feel like a lot, like I just think of some of these hills, like what have they played hardpoint wise? Like invasion. I, I think that one should be a little bit tough, but if you rotate to palace early, there's probably some freebies there. Like, I don't know. I guess like. Yeah, these guys have to find more kills. This is an AR-heavy game, especially Awakening. Um, and speaking on Awakening, the last thing on our na- naughty list, uh, one in three in Search and Destroy, he's got a .5 through three matches. And I know it's still early, uh, only four games, but a .5 consistently through that, like, that's not that's not good. Um, and he's usually always been fucking always. He's been always, like, a solid Search player. I just think of maybe it's just the one year and I'm wrong, but I always no, think I, I mean, even him in skies like, with Florida, just, Cold yeah. War, you pick the year, like there'll be some people who say the sound issue stuff. I mean, look at Cold War. He had some great search and destroy stats. Um, fact is, like, this is a very, this was a team coming into this year. We really weren't really sure what to expect. But the one thing we did expect is awakening to put up numbers. And right now it's just not, not happening. So. And it's a few. I mean, we're going to say this over and over again. We're, we're trying to find some fun stuff to talk about. But yes, we yeah. have a few maps. It is what it is. But like, you know, you see a point five, maybe it's got to it's gotta go up. I mean, listen, like two or three maps. Okay. But like four, I mean, four or five, we're starting to get there. Your, your stats are starting to even even out a bit. Um, yeah. They yeah. played like, like, like Vegas has been a good search team. You know, Optic hasn't, obviously. Um, oh, it's a little bit of both, I guess. All right. Let's move on to, uh, to Carolina. Talk about them oh, a yeah. bit. Yeah, we're going to talk about them. Let's talk about the nice list, the good things for them. Um, I think Gwyn is very much the real deal. You and I have not really cast it over, over Carolina yet. Oh, yeah, uh, but if you look at the stats page that we have, uh, basically our stats page is very, it goes from green is good, right? Setting the, the pace. If it's very green, you have the highest in the league all the way down to red. The, the brighter the red, that's not good at all. That's it's bad. easy to spot trends, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. And he is the one player when you look at this stats list that is trending green, yellow. The guy's getting mixy. Um, he is 1.09 through four matches. Again, if you are going to be 0 and 3, or sorry, now nah, they're 1 and 3, you're going to be putting the plunder at times. Um, and the fact that he's still doing this, you see these stats that he had versus Vegas. I think, you know, Surge might be saying, because this guy was a sub on their team, maybe we should have kept on the win. If you had, I'm just thinking of like early scrims of this team, they were, they were looking pretty good in the ones I watched, and, uh, you know, you have like Real going nuts and stuff. Like, if you should, told me like two weeks in, those would be his stats and like how I watched them before, I'd be like, all right, they're doing pretty well. <laughs> they got, they probably have a couple wins, is what I would have thought, honestly. Mm-hmm. He was one of the question marks for us, and he's been great so far. Yeah, he's been great. Uh, adding on to this, Clay. Um, I know a lot of people have been tough on vets. I've seen some stuff like uh, around the veterans. Uh, again, the stats aren't going to be the prettiest, but this guy has one of the highest damage uh, outputs per 10 minutes in hardpoint. He's at 44, almost 4,500 damage uh, per 10 minutes in hardpoint. The guy's a shooter still. Uh, and he's also leading the team in engagements at 52.9 in hardpoint. Uh, the guy's going to take fights. And you kind of look at that engagement, it's like, is that a problem? Maybe it isn't, but I mean, when you think about a game like this, like we just talked about, everyone's got to have ARs. Like, well, he's a shooter, bro. 
Yeah, that was probably what. Listen, you're my stats guy. You're the uh, analysis part of it, but I I like to just look at some things. And one of the main things I looked at was just like kind of interactions, how people were doing. It varied mm-hmm. so much based on like what hard points they were playing, just because. Yeah, of course. Yeah, what what they've been running. There's been pretty good variety for Carolina though. Like they haven't played anything a lot. Like invasion twice, but then kind of spread across the board outside of that. So I don't know. I guess I'm surprised Clay leads the way in that. Like I know shooters going to shoot and all, but surprised me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, again, like I know um, just question marks, right? Uh, but I think he's putting up with some, uh, some of the best. So, yeah, he has some of the highest damage numbers. Even in control, he, he is up there. Um, so, Clay has showed some, some bright spots. He's obviously been clutch for them. But uh, we'll see if they turn around. And speaking of their one win, uh, their 3 two reverse sweep over Vegas, that was a much-needed win. Uh, they yeah. needed that. You play, you're playing four games. You probably don't want to start 0-4. Uh, them at 1-3. You're at least now you have the win on the board. Uh, you just gotta find find a little bit extra. Now you need a, a little reset before we look at the major. And for the naughty stuff, I'm adding one to your notes. Naughty. Um, all uh, the people in Clay's mentions, you guys are naughty, bro. He tweeted out. Now, granted, I'm sick of reading this fucking thing too. When people say like, "Oh, we just gotta do in scrims, we do that in the matches." Like, yeah, you hear, <laughs> you hear that from every team every year, five hundred times. Yeah. Like. Everyone, ever, every, no one's lost a scrim match ever is what it sounds like half the time, um, which is impossible. But I swear to God, they, they almost have the best win race of all time. I, I don't know if the coaches are just like leaving out losses. Like, bros, we're like 90% on this. <laughs> it's just a lie. But like, everyone's frying in scrims is what it always sounds like. Uh, but the, he tweeted out about that. And bro, his mentions were just like, whew. Now you guys are naughty. Everyone's just retire, retire. I'm like, shit. Yeah, well, I told him, <sighs> no, yeah, F off. Don't, don't be saying that um listen let's see where they're struggling uh search destroy is obviously uh, a big struggle spot they're one in four uh one of the big things for them they have nobody with a 50 percent win rate in opening duels um it's ranging from 30 to 40 percent that is listen that entire team is some of the lowest in the league uh you need to find early success in search and destroy let's just be honest uh first bloods that 4v3 conversion rate is usually around 70 percent let's just go ahead and say it um because they're what? They're last in the league, right? Yeah. First yeah. Blood. yeah. So uh, find some success. I don't know who exactly that falls onto, but yeah, it's got to be better there. Got to be better there. Uh, another thing for me, Goderex is pretty much struggling across the board. Um, again, we're, we the kind of talk about this team was how good Goderex numbers were. Like This is like first year of CDL, but even last year in Challengers, he had some an insane stat lines. Yeah. Uh, through challengers, that's why he's he's on this squad. Uh, and again, stats isn't everything, but we're playing a first-person shooter. Um, he's got a .8 overall, a .71 in search and destroy, a .75 in control, some of the lowest damage output in control. Outside of Gwyn and, and Clay, we just need some more here. We, we talk about packing a punch. He needs to throw a few punches. Yeah, and the control, like they, I know optics set like. Guinness Book of World Records against them in that control. Like literally, I think every player set some sort of record. Like they just choke slam them. Um, their control, they won what? One round total? Um, not one game of control. One round of control. Yeah, um, outside of their win. Um, in their three lo- their three losses, they are one and nine. They've yeah, only won. Thank you for the correction round. there, because what I said was just a lie. But yes, no, the loss is one it's The way I wrote it is the way I wrote it. You're good. But that's like um, I don't know, is that Game's kind of spiraling, snowballing out of control, and they just don't 
you would think, I, I don't know, you're getting a defense here and there. Like, granted, they played, what, one invasion they won? They won that one. So it's not guaranteed defense really anywhere else. Not that it's guaranteed, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Karachi's obviously a little bit more 50-50. High-rise, yeah. I, I think both sides should be putting a blender. I mean, you want, I don't know, just... I think, though, that to the point of we're not saying like the, yeah, the defensive round wins. Um, Karachi, you have to be able to execute on offense, right? Our best teams are doing that. I, I just think we saw last year with Vegas and we're seeing it again this year with Vegas. You talk to some players and coaches in the league, the map three, especially when you get through the end of the year, it is so critical, right? Because the end of the year, it's such a, a veto battle, right? Strengths, weaknesses. But the one thing that has stayed consistent, typically it's the best teams, the teams that are winning majors and champs, is the map three. Like, they're dominating this game mode. You need to be at least be competitive here. Well, I think that's just kind of tied to what you said. Like, because the veto process, like, there are less maps. You mm-hmm. can't have, like, a major weakness. Like, you can get away with hardpoint and search. Kind of, but it's, it's tough with control. I know you get your ban, but, like, it seems that's been a trend, right? Like, yeah. Can't get slammed. Yeah. And I just think, like, the way control's played, like, search can have, you know, your, your cruddy spot or, like, some fluky timings. It, it can. But, like, control's pretty... I, I don't know. Not as not as cheesy for the most part. Like, usually the good teams are really good at control. It's just kind of how it's been. And yeah, and probably... I mean, their stats are so lopsided. You have Gwyn at a 1.38, and then it's 0.72 Real, 0.75 for God RX. 0.81 for Clay. Like, it's just not, it's not good. It's just, it's Gwyn and that's like it right now. Like and I'm wondering how Gwen's even putting up those stats, to be honest. No, no, exactly, like, right? Yeah, There's a, like, like, is that bad? Like, how's he even doing that? Like, everyone else is getting bodied, I don't know. And again, who's uh, kind of leading that team in engagements? It's Clay, 46. The guy's shooting, but, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, it's we control, just random question. Is control one of those ones, you know, we talked about, like, Cell, for instance, um, which I think we ended up kind of being right all those years. Like, well, how's this guy have a one five and <laughs> they're losing all these games? But like, I think at hard point, it's one thing, right? Um, if you have a one five and you're losing hard points, okay. But like, control's a little bit different because you have so many lives, right? And like, mm-hmm. it's valued a little differently. It's kind well, of okay I, to kill whore in that sometimes. Like, well, in a lot of the ways, right? Especially when you're talking about either like transitional plays or you're setting up the one attack on offense towards the, the more difficult point it's just sort of slaying the map and play your life right and just sort of making sure you have a four-man push towards the objective they're spawning closer yeah. you don't have that 30 second hike across the map um so yeah i kind of agree and on, on defense finding the one kill breaking up their pattern setting up that defense like the one like obviously you kind of get that was a negative like hard point yeah like, right it's not as big of a deal kind of yeah, not to me. Again, we haven't really cast them. I would have to like go in and dissect it, but yeah. from a generalization, yes. It's, That's what I'm asking. Very, very high level, just just general. Yeah. Like I, it, it would pop off the page less to me than somebody having a one five and hard point. They've lost all their hard points. That, that's for sure. Yeah. Um <laughs> anything else you really want to chat about with Carolina? No. Oh none there. Uh, one last thing. It, uh granted, Clay is not at a point in his career where he can pick whatever team he wants and win, but I'll just never forget. I've said this multiple times, but like Clay has always said. When he has a new team, he knows within like the first event, first like matches, like if that team has the ability to win. Mm-hmm. Kind of curious where his head's at right now after the start. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, similar last year with Vegas, like just 
you don't want to be putting yourself in this spot again where every match is like a must win and we have to go to the major and there's that extra pressure starting and losing. Oh, he's a commentator. No, I don't hate his commentator, but for him, <laughs> for his for his sake, yeah. And his, yeah, his his sanity's been. Yeah, hopefully he's smooth sailing. But yeah, he's got to turn this squad around. All right, on to our uh, next one, the Los Angeles Thieves. Uh, not the best start for the Thieves, uh, probably that they wanted. Um, again, there was a lot of question marks around this roster. They were on the rebuild, right? Uh, but a one in three starts. Let's start with maybe, uh, we'll, we'll start with the nice list here. Uh, I will say one thing is, is Ghosty is playing well. All the scrims I've watched, Ghosty has put up some insane numbers. Uh, he did it versus Boston Breach. Uh, he's leading the way in hard points. Uh, he leads them in KD, damage per map. Um, SD's got a 1.04, and he also has an 80% opening win duel. That is, I mean, I don't know how long that it's going to last, but that's, Pretty even at four out of five, he might be winning you four search rounds this early into the year. That's a good start for him. I mean, there was a lot of question marks about his impact on Optic last year. Can he, you know, be a little bit better here, turn to maybe a star? He's been the most consistent player for this team. I watched. I think I only watched like two scrims, like from their comms POV, like of this team before the season, and. They were trying stuff in search and talking through the rounds, but bro, like the other three were like chatting through what they want to do and stuff. And like Ghosty, like right before her eyes, like, I'm gonna hit this. You guys do that. <laughs> like he's just looking for his one sometimes, I think, but he's winning him. Like he's getting that one-on-one fight and he, he's taking it. But I'm not shocked to hear that. But this team, like in general, this is like, you know, uh, if it's a sports team, it's like, you know, you had your run for a championship, you got rid of your stars. It's time to rebuild and get some good draft picks. Unfortunately, we don't have cap, cap space and, and draft picks, and none of that shit exists. So I don't even know what you're on right now. It's not it's not the same as sports. It's like there weren't stars available. If they were, maybe Thieves would have like spent them or spent the money to get like that you know super team. But I don't know if there were stars available, maybe I don't think the money was available. That's what I think was really the well, thing. Well, who was still well, who was still available after like what the Giga teams got formed that they could have Well, I, I just think the the conversation even with some of the, like I, I'm pretty sure like because I, I like I'm oh, you're right. we're still They're... chatting and I think just the question of all right who could we go get and oh oh I see that combo saying. is like well we really can't go get anyone we just don't have oh. it I would try so. to pay Kenny a ton and make him the face of my franchise and call it a day let him pick people is what I would have done but yeah you're you're probably right so mm-hmm. the money thing too it's it's weird because you expect them to be or you hope they'd be like a I don't know your optic your face like perennial powerhouse all the time and right now yeah. it's a, a bit of a downtime. Yeah, and I think if you uh, another nice thing is if you look at their first two matches, they were given a tough draw, a uh, surge in phase. They didn't win either of those, and you're thinking, okay, well this is very competitive. Even the phase three zero was around ten, uh, round five uh, control and two thirty to two fifty hard point, right? Like every game was very competitive. I know that's the state of the game, but at least yeah. that's the thinking. Like before outside us of, knowing that trend, outside of Optic Carolina, like I feel, like, I feel like every match is like, oh, either team could have won that, either team could have won that. It's been, it's been something. Yeah, both hard points versus surge were fifty to twenty points. The thing you probably don't like, and this is kind of on their naughty list, is like they have the big three zero over Boston, and you're like, boom, because again, we're trying to build our tiers. We have an idea. I'm thinking this LA Thieves teams is probably I don't know six, seven seed, right around there, middle of the pack. But then it's like, if you beat Boston, maybe that helps clear that out a little bit. And then they just lose to LAG. And you're like, all right, now I have no fucking clue what's happening. <laughs> this sequence, uh, I'll break it down. This sequence broke my brain and why I don't know where anything is. So their 3-0, 
Then uh, them being 3-0'd, and then when you look at Boston getting 3-0'd yeah. and then 3-0'ing Ultra, that, that little sequence, I was like... <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle of WTF. No, and, no, for sure. I, I was like, okay, I actually fucking throw my tier list at a trash can because I, I don't know where we're at. This is the Toronto Ultra podcast. You guys got shit on, sorry. Yeah, although, well, yeah, no, they did. Um, see, I, I think, uh, you know, yeah, there's, there's that. So there's some good... But uh, there's a lot of bad. Speaking of the bad, like I said, the LAG match just, I don't know what is LAG. They own L- the Thieves since the inception of the CDL. <laughs> I have no tweet- clue. Drossa tweeted like, I leave LA. Now they took over. Like most of the responses were like, and they shit on you too. <laughs> they did, but but he at least got some yeah. of the tournament wins in a ring and all that. But like the responses were like, it was the oh, yeah. when you were there. Now, why, why does that stuff exist though, man? In real sports, in this, like, it's happened so many times where it just feels like, yeah, there's two teams in one city and the, the worst team beats the good team all the time. I don't know why. I, I have no idea, yeah. but it, it's happening again. Um, yeah. Looking at the respawn, they are one and four in hard points. That is not good. Uh, they're aggressive players. Uh, Joe Deceives and Afro, they have some of the lowest damage per map in the league. Um, kind of a question mark, right? was the story of you're hoping to have like a young star here. Like we saw moments of this with Afro in London. Joe Deceives had great moments last year on LAG. Obviously, this is not a sub game, and that might be difficult for them. But they got to be better. Speaking of that, like I want to listen, I like to make sports comparisons a lot. I do just because like there's there's relations there. And like I always think of like fantasy and stuff like I want to talk about Cammy a little bit because like, Mm. like, was it just this cold war? It's like a fluke at this point. Like, think about what I always think about is like um, when I did dynasty football leagues. but I draft like rookie wideouts. Usually it was year three for me that was the make or break. Mm-hmm. There'd be some that would come in, they'd have a good year or two as a rookie year, like a you know, like a first round pick wide receiver. If they were gonna fall off and not be the real deal, it usually was by year three. And I'd be like, okay, that was like my cutoff. And now I'm wondering if Cammy like came in, he was God, and I'm just like, at what point am I like, this guy's not not that? He's not. It, it, it's yeah. been a while. And I love Cammy, and he's had some of my favorite moments commentating, but Bro, I think Crim said to me after that year, like he he's like Cammy's one of the top three talents in the league type thing, and now it's just like where where the fuck did that go? Yeah, uh, it's obviously you've had a couple of titles in which were very wonky, and maybe sort of the thinking was like if there's going to be a year, it's this year. Um, and I think what we're referring to is Cold War Cammy. Is he going to get back into that form? So yeah. far, he has has not. The one bright spot is in there. Three years ago now, is it? Three, four three? years now, right? Three? I mean, that's, that's a long goddamn time. And Call of Duty years, they're like, they're like dogs. Vanyard, it's like seven years. What was that? To, Vanyard and last year, right? Yeah. Okay. So two <laughs> years. One, I, don't, three, I don't know. I got the four. But he but, tweeted out. Uh, what was the tweet that I saw? It was. Uh, um, well, I, while you're finding like, that. Worst cut I've ever played, basically, after that. Like, worst cut. He might be just a confidence thing at this point. He's like, maybe I'm not that guy anymore. Well, in the 3-0 win, he was the guy. So there is that. When they beat Breach, he had the most damage in hard points. He didn't have the best search, but who cares about search, dude? Am I right? And then at 1.31, like 4,100 damage in, in control. I, I don't know. He might be putting too much pressure on himself. We as a community might be. Um, it's just, I, in a way, like what he did that year. And the story is just going to be if he's on your squad and you want to win, you're going to need him. Well, I think the thing, the big thing here, the word is consistency, because there are, when you look at overall for COD for a player or a team, like there are plenty of players that 
it's very day to day. Like you're a god one moment, you know, you're mm-hmm. making a brain dead play the next. Um, you know, you're frying people on Saturday. You're looking like shit on Sunday. It's very day to day at times. The nature of Call of Duty and just life. But I think we thought he'd be that consistent force, like the the truly elite players are able to do, where you are just good every goddamn time you play, practically. Um, and maybe he's not that. Maybe it's going to be a little bit more hot or cold. And you take his highs with his lows. Um, that's just what it is. But yeah, I, I, I mean, too, it could have been like the system that ultra. Maybe it's the ultra buff. I don't know. Ever, I mean, that, but, they were vibing. They they enjoyed that whatever process they had as we talked advanced and stuff. Like they had a good thing going. Yeah, it's one of my but, favorite uh, teams of all time. No, 100%. But yeah, I mean, 0.89 in both hardpoint and control, uh, 0.77 in search, just not not good right now. But uh, we'll see if these, I think with the, like, again, they had some close matches. You had the three over breach. You're competing. I, I don't know. I wouldn't lose hope if I was a Thieves fan, I guess. Everyone like, nobody, I, I wouldn't say, I, like, outside of the breach game, like, they're competing, and I don't, the slaying is just one-sided. Like, they're not, like, again, I know, I don't want to, you know, talk about how important KD is, this and that, but the fact is we're playing COD. You got to shoot back. That's just, sometimes it is really that simple. Yeah. Like, I, really know, I know we're all, like, we've just been doing this a long time. You're always hesitant to, like, talk about KD because, you know, the skepticism yeah. with like, KD's done everything. Yeah, no, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. Turns out, sometimes. Turns out it matters a little bit. Um, all right, let's talk about it. Vegas next. Um, this has been said so much. I, go ahead and read your line because we're going to say this a lot. What? Competing against everyone, like <laughs> everyone's they are, Kyla, bro. No, I don't. Like everybody is. They are. I, well, I guess if I was a Vegas fan in last year and the years prior, like where are we at? Right? It's a question mark. Like that's true. That's true. Where are we? Um, and I just think league for a long time. It's nice to see them right from the get go be competitive. Uh, they sure. probably should have more wins or at least another win, more map wins. But I think you have a very strong trio and attached Nero and Standy. Um, and I just think if you're going to be competitive, your hard point in search has to be pretty solid. It's pretty solid right now. I mean, they're the one team. The fact that they're three and three in SD is crazy. They should be five and one. Like, they, they looked the first match, I was like, holy shit, this team's good at search. We cast them and we're like, yeah. they are so yeah. far ahead. Yeah. But. They threw a couple of games, a couple of maps versus Carolina and, and against Miami. And that's that. Uh, the one player for them who has been fantastic is Nero, uh, especially in hardpoint, 1.14. Uh, he's leading the team in engagements at 52.9. He's been a consistent factor. And we had this question mark with him leaving Boston in Vivid. I just worry, I was pulling up their stats page real quick, like what? Um, so a three and four and hard points, like 50, 50 and like everything. But then, so, okay. Usually when it's a team, that's not, um, a top squad, you know, a team that's looking to upset me more mid the bottom tier. Um, you know, sometimes you have to rely on like your search and control. It's just, you know, we don't think this team's gonna have an 80% win rate in hard point. We don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned like the search could be, you know, five and one. Sure. But like, you haven't won a single control. Um, so like, uh, Okay, so you stay 50-50 in hardpoint and hope the search is perfect in your series wins? I I mean, the control's got it. Something's got to happen. And that that's still one of our first things of like, knowing if a team's going to be good or not. You suck at control. I think your team might suck. Yeah. Um, 0-4 in control. Just what we talked about. This was the thorn in their side last year. I don't have the stats on me because breaking point changed. Also, they brought but, in Standy was like for that. Clay's like, we needed to pack a punch. We need kills and control. We're just getting slammed. And I just don't think he got much better. 
uh, even even that. I just oh. didn't. So their control has to be better, just plain and simple. They are just getting outside. The only person who's doing anything really is, I mean, attached and standy, but uh, the one outlier, and I don't want to, we talked about this. It, it could be tough as a rookie. Well, you know, a couple of the other players, Gwyn, Linz, Purge has not been great. Uh, 0.79 overall through four matches. Lowest damage in the respawns. Uh, some of the lowest in the league in, in respawns. Uh, but control is the one that really stands out. Uh, outside of Real, I believe he has the second lowest um, in damage per 10 minutes. So, and he has the least amount of engagements. I don't know if it's a confidence thing. But the fact is, is when I think of these three players of Attach, Nero, or Attach, yeah, Nero and Standy, I think it's a really strong trio. Yeah, I think we said this when we were casting. Like, there are a lot of, like, injury points for rookies. You know, you could get lucky and be, a, you know, kind of a guy that people know is coming up, and you get put onto a top team like an Optic or Atlanta phase, like some rookies have. Or you get thrown into a horrible situation, and you get think of like a venom and just get bodied and you're out of the league mm-hmm. or you get to a pretty good spot. I think this, I would think is a pretty good starting spot for a rookie. Um, it's early, but I don't know. I, how long of 0.7. So you're like, all right, he's not going to cut it. Yeah. And I, again, I don't want to like jump to a conclusion. There's still a lot I of know. the stage left, the major left, but yeah, I think this is not trio, rookie makes it. It's a fact of life. Not every rookie makes it. Yeah. And this trio, what you had, this trio didn't really play a champs last year outside of, I mean, outside of Nero, who got bopped out of champs. Like, Attach missed yeah. it. Standy missed it. This is a hungry trio. I expect to move really quickly if this does not work out after Major 1. Like, I just do. I just kind of have to. So what's your, like, uh, I think we've talked about this before, but What's your point, by the way? Like early in the season, like if a team stop sucking, how long do you give it to? No matter what, what's like your like lowest amount of time? Major one, minimum minimum a stage. Okay, that that's yes. Yeah, what do I want now? The one stage, no matter what. I mean minimum. Okay. Just with yeah. like kind of our our champs qualifiers. With that's how all I wanted to know. It was like the minimum. Like, what's your lowest amount of time before you just be like, holy shit, this is not. Especially working. this year, because online you have seven matches now, right? So there's a little bit more to play with. Like last year, like the pre, like five's not a like depending on who you play. It's not like probably a, undefeated in scrim. So yeah, we need more matches. <laughs> yeah, need a little bit more. Um, um, and then you get to a land. How, do you get better at land? Right, that's the other question. If he's better at land, then maybe you go again. I don't know how many players are there that have point sevens that drop a one two at land. Not not very common. Um, mm-hmm. but what was the one thing I want to mention? Oh, uh, quickly, I was thinking about the control thing too. To make it worse. We just talked about how bad Carolina's control is, and can, they got one control win. Who is it over? Yeah, them. Yeah, you're not good at control. No, it's not good. So uh, we'll see if Vegas can turn around there again. I, I like the team. I think I there was too. a question mark of like uh, who the hell, what rosters are going to be put together, and this trio is strong. Uh, we'll see if first turn around. All right, off to to, Bo- to Boston, Boston. We're going for Major One at the uh, end of January. Um, let's talk about Boston Breach. Let's talk about the nice list. Yeah. Um, just, just for me, I think, you know, the, you compete early against, all right. Competing against everyone's one thing, but like they really played phase very tough. That first match we casted and we have high expectations for phase, obviously. So I think we're like, all right, 
this team's got potential. We really, we thought New York dropping Priesta, I thought it was the dumbest shit ever, even though I love Sib. Um, I still think, you know, Austin's situation was very tough uh, with Faye. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm pulling for this team. I 100% want Boston to be good. I do. I am biased. I want this Boston team to succeed uh, due to the situation some of the players had. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know where they're at in the tier list just because of what we talked about. Like, I, I thought they were shit after one match, then they beat Toronto. I don't yeah, I, I mean, question marks kind of everywhere. Uh, one standing, one thing that really stood out is there was just all this talk about Snoopy at the end of last year. You didn't see him much, right? Putting into a really tough spot with champs. Uh, if I was a Boston Bridge fan, I would be excited about this kid. Uh, he is aggressive. He puts out some insane numbers. He is leading their team. and He's the real deal, without question, for me already. He is. He's a good player. Pretty much every category, he's leading the team. Um Guy's gross. 1.06 overall. I think the one thing that stands out to me is search 1.26. Uh, Capsule has a 1.41 in search destroyed, but his opening dual percentage is 63%. And I remember we casted like that terminal search. They are aggressive. They are quick. He runs like the lightweight boots instead of covert. Like he takes timings. God plays with confidence. I dig it. I was convinced last year because he came in right before champs, right? I think it was like was his first event champs, champs or was there was four champs? Yeah, his first event champs, correct? Am I making yeah. that up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so rookie first goddamn land is champs, and he went out and like his stats weren't insane, but he was like a one one hundred five something like that. But like he had some plays, a team that got double bop, like you said, and he still kind of performed in an SMG role. I was not worried about confidence at all. Like I, I was not shocked they built around him. Um, we just talked about how hard it could be to come in as a rookie like to come in your first events champs mm. i think people at home don't realize like how i know things have changed right and champs is different but even though online the land performances could be similar it's still dude there's nerves there a hundred percent and he he was in face so i was impressed yeah another thing you'd be happy about you talked about them competing listen their respawn is 50 you talk about playing surge and phase i think we think are very highly and then ultra like those three teams I don't know what would you guess their their hard point percentage would be if I told you they were playing those three, right? Like probably not very good. The fact that they're around a fifty, they're at fifty percent in control and hard point, I think is a good thing personally uh, about where this squad is. Um, obviously, you want to win more search and destroy, and that's where the naughty list starts. Their search and destroy one in four with those snoopy numbers. That's the, what's it? What's it missing? Yeah, so zero and four here must be missing a. Uh, it is missing the game that they won versus Ultra. Oh, okay. It might not have updated the stats guys in the back. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes no, no, the scouting like, reports are a little behind. You can see the match data, but it's just not like filtering in automatically something. I noticed that the other night. Um, but yeah, I based on what you said about Snoopy and knowing Litigoat and what he brought to that face team, he was trying to get their groove back in Search and Destroy and his just sort of career in Search. You think this would be a good Search team? Like, or, 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 then you look at the other duo. It's a .79 for Slasher and a .69 for Priesta. What are they playing? They're not on the same page, I think. Oh. Um, probably going to be a big focal point for them leading up to these next set of matches is that Search and Destroy. 
this could be a team that just, yeah, just trying to, I don't know, find that map pool. I, I think you can put, I know, nature of the game, all that, but like they, they've gone around 10 or 11, like every search for the most part. And the losses, like what, round 10 versus Thieves, round 10 versus uh, Seattle, round 11 versus FaZe, uh, and round 9 versus FaZe, two of your searches versus FaZe for fuck's sake, the loss. So it's probably better than it looks at 1 and 4. Okay, but how does Boston Breach beat FaZe, Maven? No, no, you're yeah, right. I'm not, yeah, no, you but, know but, what but I mean? Like, I also don't see Boston Breach beating FaZe. So yeah. I'd worry more but, about the other teams. Like, I think they need at least one. Oh, I, I think with this right, squad, I think yeah, it should be around 50 to 60% um, least, just with this yeah. roster. Um, just you're not winning know. shit. <laughs> yeah, you're not winning. Uh, but yeah. Castle and, and Snoopy, I, I think sort of the young foundation for this squad is, has shut out pretty well. Uh, but we'll see if that can get better. And then I think for me, Again, just sort of the question marks. You, I call it the battle of the mid. They got 3-0 stomped by LA Thieves. Like, that's just not a match you wanted to get smoked in. Yeah. And then they beat I, Ultra somehow, right? It feels so I weird, like, critiquing shit just in week two. It's so early, but, I mean, we got to talk about shit, so here we are. We're going to critique so, things. We have to. We have to. But, like, it's just so, who the fuck knows? They might turn around, but. Again, a to tough well. schedule. Tough I'm schedule. To well. yeah, They're leading yeah. up to their major. Um, they have who had like, the toughest? Was there's the there's might have been there might have been one that was harder, but yeah, there it's up there. It's up there. Uh, let's move on to the other LA team, uh, LAG, in which sure. I am very surprised by this roster so far. I think they have been solid. The New York series, they probably should have won. So I think if you fix that. Because they probably could have won all five maps versus New York. Um, obviously, that's the difference between a, a new young team and a seasoned world championship team that can just literally grind out wins. Uh, you could be two and one, and we'd be sitting here like, holy shit, what does LAG have? Right? But yeah, yeah, I think you do have something here for the first time in a while. Yeah, I just didn't know a ton about Estriel and. Um, Bayman, we've seen some of, but I mean, people forget that, like, also like a champs MVP. Like, there, there was a stretch where he, I mean, he's getting his numbers and he's been on some top teams. Um, Diamond, I think we just didn't get enough of, but we're very surprised when he wasn't in the league, um, considering how he did. I, I think that he was one of those year, that Cold War year, yeah. Yeah, he, he, I thought he did enough as a rookie, like, sort of like you're talking about, um, I don't know, a, a Gwen or a Snoopy, or I thought he did enough that he was going to be in the league for a while. Like, he, he didn't deserve to get out. So, all that said, I'm still very surprised. Yeah, I start off with a nice list. Um, Diamond Challenge has been crazy. Uh, 1.07 overall, leading his team in both Hardpoint and, uh, and Search and Destroy. The guy just, yeah, he's been putting up some insane numbers. Um, so I think he should have, this is like that question of his team, right? They won the first event last year. And because of the RCs thing, he didn't get a spot. But he destroyed challengers last year. Had some insane numbers. Everyone was talking about Diamond. When is he going to get a shot? I'm happy he has a shot. I really am. So instead of just oh, me, to me see too. him going. I don't think he ever should have had to go through that personally. So I'm, I'm really excited he is. Um, and they keep surprising us. I just don't know how what the ceiling for this team is. It, it probably, even if they're surprising us in like a good way, I, I mean, I don't think they're going to be a top four team or something. I, I don't know if it's realistic. But maybe. We'll see. Uh, it, the last it, couple of years, they haven't even been in, they've been in a different realm at times. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe they have a chance to make a run at a tournament like that LAG team did a couple years back. So um, yeah. that'd be good. You know, you talked about what the NYSL series should have been a win. That's one of your mm. one of your naughties. Um, what went wrong there? Uh, they literally threw like every single game. That doesn't help like you win, Joe. No, it was like a four point. Uh, let's see. Let's just go through this here. Oh no, this is the wrong one. Uh, they it was uh they won. They beat them on sub base. Uh, what was the? They lost two searches around ten and around eleven, mm-hmm. and they lost by two points on Karachi. Yeah, so they won. Yeah. That series was close as shit. Yeah. Yeah, it was very close. And I just remember talking to the green room like they threw a lot of the lot of situations. The only good thing for them again is what we talked about Vegas and sort of the control in Carolina, the control problems. They have been winning control. They are two and one in control. They could be three zero. Uh, and Estriel, what you talked about, he's a top three damage dealer in the league, uh, in control right now. So really, that, that is a strong game mode for this team. And again, if you were going to be a middle of the pack team that wants an upset, you're looking at that game mode, right? And it, that's going to keep you in series with what we've been talking about. So I'm excited to keep seeing this team. Oh my God. Uh, you're back. I don't know if that was forever. Uh, the recording yeah, yeah you froze me? too. Oh, okay. I was confused what was going on there. He froze me for a sec. Hi, we're still here, everybody. Okay. Oh, did you um, hear me, though? Didn't hear a thing. No, you were frozen. Oh. What did you say? Just repeat it just in case. What were you talking about? Oh, I was just talking about their control. Could be three now. Two and yeah, one. I heard, I heard that, then I'm sure you ranted about something for 10 seconds. I didn't hear it. I probably right. did. I blacked out. Uh, <laughs> last thing for them, that needs to be a little bit better. Joe is frozen. He looks very handsome. Uh, there's Search and Destroy. Um, it could be better, especially Assault and Estriel. They have some of the lowest opening dual percentages in the league it's like 20 percent and 35 percent oh, this is what i'm gonna ask you before you froze sorry uh how much stock do you like put in damage and like call of duty versus maybe other titles like with the low time to kill like it's pretty much always leading to a killer like an assist i'd imagine for the most part like, if you're putting in damage there's not a lot of like bullshit damage right i wouldn't think i think there's too much be, depending but not not necessarily no because even even so, damage should lead to kills for your team, right? Like, you can help your team's trade. Yeah. Uh, and I just think Estriel, like, you know, he's the, one of the faster paced players playing a sub. If you have, if you're leading your squad there and potentially one of the highest in the league, you're probably putting a lot of pressure on the map. Because that's not like Black Ops 4 where you could heal and maybe things would get inflated. Yeah, like, that's where you could farm some damage for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it shouldn't be too much, I wouldn't think. But. We used to use that stat until what, like three years ago? I mean, we never really did. Four we didn't use a lot of stats. We just well, kind of had, ma- we had Maven stats. <laughs> we, we, we didn't have stats. People, I just made shit up. Well, still happens. Uh, you never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what you were talking about? The they just want what hard uh, sub base for the hard points. Uh, yeah, I just think um, teams are going to take that away. They're they're own. They're two and one on sub base hard point. They're own two elsewhere. I'm, if I'm looking at the data here and I'm saying, all right, guys, where's this well, team? We're going to veto sub base. And for like new new viewers or new people to it, like, you know, early in the year, a lot of teams, like they just sort of veto to their weaknesses or what they don't want to play or they just try and play, play a lot every, of stuff. Yeah, some people play everything. Uh, but as the year goes on, you start to attack the other team with your vetoes, right? Like a lot, it, maybe it's your weakness, but a lot of times you're taking away their strength is what it turns into. And that's not really much of a thing yet unless coaches are really ahead of it and they're taking scrim data and they're vetoing stuff which maybe some do but it starts to become a thing more as the year goes on so yeah if they're frying in that it'll likely disappear but early you're taking your scrim data and probably trying to force your best maps through that not really theirs uh but even after week one 
we saw teams adjusting vetoes. It's just going to happen. So uh, they're two and three in hardpoint. You take the two wins away from them every single day. Yeah, so. and we don't know this about data. I remember one time joking around Crowder. I'm like, you guys always veto this. You guys should. He's like, no, we've lost like we lost it once in scrims in two months. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> like, we don't really we don't really know something don't want to play sometimes. Uh, all right, uh, who's up next? Uh, we are moving on to Surge, right? Uh, I just like this team a lot. Just before we get anything, I just, I don't know what it is. I've always liked Surge, like the branding and stuff. Just these four guys. I, I love it. I do. It's a fun team. Yeah. Uh, let's start off with uh, their nice list. Uh, the good things about Seattle All Surge. Illy, oh, Illy, you sexy man. Uh, yeah, I mean, we had him on the podcast for the 16 minutes he was here. Go ahead. Yeah, go. you got it? Yeah, I'm, I'm at, uh, I'm just. Oh, he looks way cooler. I look like just, I look horrible. You yeah. look like a bit of a jet. It could be the headset, but yeah, pro probably that. Yeah, I look like an alien or something. But uh, he's been uh, he's been a monster though, and I think this is like his revenge tour. His I'm back bullshit. Um, but even know. then, he's not really had numbers like this. Like I'm back bullshit. Like, but what was he in a position to have Optic. numbers like this? Like, well, okay, maybe, no. well, even with Optic, he's he's not really needed to be that guy. But I think we always knew he. I think we always thought he could be. Like you saw well, the skill was there, but we're thinking it, but we never yeah, knew yeah. it. Now he's doing it. Yeah. Um, now he is doing it. Uh, so he's leading. Uh, he's positive all three game modes. Uh, he leads the league as well in average damage per round in search and destroy. Uh, yeah, he was playing S&D tournaments literally on our podcast. Uh, so the guy loves search. Um, yeah, uh, right from the get-go as well, adding on to that list, they showed right where they belong. Uh, kind of set the tone, I think, for the year. Beating uh, Boston and LA Thieves. It, they did cool off. We'll, we'll get into that, but uh, it was a strong start for them. Again, a, sort of a question mark of where is this team? They answered it early. Yeah, no, they really did. And uh, we came like answering it early. One of our first questions to him on the podcast was about Abuza and the role he was going to be running. And he was like, don't worry about my guy. He's, he's disgusting. Don't worry. He's the best. Like, he just was gassing him quite a bit. And I think we, yeah, he, he's fine. Turns oh, out yeah. he's doing, yeah. Abuza has uh, been solid. He was their best player versus FaZe as well uh, in the sub role. Um, just yeah, he's been great in searching his Troy. Sort of the question mark that this team's gonna have is with the booze and hook. Like, do you find? Uh, I, I mean, we'll see. There's lots of questions potentially. Like, if they want to beat the best, because one of the uh, the other question, if you look at the naughty list now, um, they just they're zero two against the top teams. Uh, the question marks was, can they keep up with the best? They did not. They were 0-4 in hardpoint in those matchups against FaZe and Optic. I just sometimes, yeah, the pack-a-punch thing, like, you just need more from everyone against the best. Yeah. Um, a middle-of-the-pack college football team is not going to beat Alabama. Sometimes like you, you just have mm -hmm. better players. Um, but I, I did actually, I really kind of thought they were going to beat Optic just because of the I don't know. They're online matches, man. Even though everyone says, you know, you go out and play your hardest. No one plays it like they're at COD champs. But I thought just a little extra chip on the shoulder with Illy. I'm kind of with Hook. Just putting more into that. That I actually thought they might come away with a W. Just maybe I'm just putting too much stock in that. But I just thought they were going to go hard. And maybe they put too much weight on it. Or maybe they put none. I don't know exactly. But I kind of thought they were going to walk away with the win. But as you said, they're just a step below that right now. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, there's people in the community just saying, like, do you then go out and uh, find a better sub duo and put a Booza as an AR, right? Like, if you are going to make a move, 
because the guy was gross. I mean, that's all we heard last year was about him being a main AR and the best in challengers, right? Like, also, this made me think of another thing. Randomly, when I was going through, when I was going through uh, Reddit for like some uh, stats and like talking points, I saw a post that was basically like, "It's time for uh, accuracy and um, RCs to hang it up." Like putting those two in the same sentence. Am I crazy thinking that's fucking insane? Like, and I'm not trying to talk shit on either player, but like, I think talking about those two needing to stop playing and the same thing is just kind of that's crazy, right? People are crazy. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, no, you're you're not you're not necessarily wrong, but uh, yeah. People, I mean, it's just like anything. I was like, is this satire? And I opened it. It fucking wasn't. Yeah, everyone's got opinions, though, man. Um, so we'll see if Surge can uh, turn around. Get it. Yeah, we'll see if Surge can turn around against uh, the better teams. But it's kind of what we expected. Um, I think the one thing maybe is just like it's so tough because. In this game, like someone like Hook, this guy's like trying to pull out a sub on terminal. Like, and I just like feel bad. I just see this guy like trying to run, and I'm just like, you know, he wants to run around with a sub. Like, you have like Karachi, a little bit of invasion, but it's just not a lot of movement for those players. Well, that's what I'm hoping. Hopefully, we get terminal like Harpoint the fuck away from my life forever at some point and get something else in there because it's dog shit. But I'm hoping yeah, I was wow. gonna say I'm hoping the hill change or spawn changes. I don't think it's gonna be like this crazy difference maker like I was talking about for teams, but in that regard it could be. Because if spawns go out further and you know you you can do your typical get the hard point, time to push out spawns, get your sub players and their cuts, like it if that dynamic changes, then yeah, people like a hoop will probably improve. People like Kismet will probably improve. Um so that'll be a big one. I hope so. Um because yeah, I know we talk about it. We see the people like itching just to get going. It's like this guy's like the one dude who's trying to use a sub on terminal bro i see him like just mid hallway trying to do something like this poor guy like you see he just wants to fly um i i think this is another team just with knowing ray like even in the matches they lost they own four and hard point there were a couple of moments in those hard points they could have they made just some mistakes they really did so we'll see if they they continue to get better but the one where kitty got through on uh yeah yeah Yeah, that was just a weird timing thing if i remember right um yeah Uh, all right over to ultra on the toronto ultra podcast you're we haven't Uh, cast them yet have we no no we have not not yet uh let's start off with the nice list the good things for ultra um the first thing for me is kleenex has been a monster talking about those sub players this has been a guy who's like, I do whatever the hell I want. Uh, he is leading the league in the Slayer rating. This guy is putting up insane numbers. I mean, you see that graphic for LAG. They've only played three games. But I feel like every time we've talked about like Ultra in the past, and if Kleenex is playing well, they're usually winning. Well, that the, he he has that like ceiling, right? Like I think, mm-hmm. you know, ever since Symphony Beasy came in the league, they're, they're, that's the SMG duo sort of rival and usually if they are at their best they're very hard to beat people's peaks aren't as high maybe um his is Kleenex is not stupid that guy's in his bag he's one of the fun, most fun players to watch in the league like he is fucking disgusting and he plays with uh some pace so uh, i always love when he's doing well i he's just listen we're commentators bro he is fun to cast i love it yeah uh one like other thing there wasn't like a ton on on ultra but a nice thing i i thought was that scrap a good thing was that scrap backed up his trash talking against clay i don't know if you've seen the clips 
No, uh, actually, I actually haven't. Uh, there was a ton preseason. Like every time they played H, they were just shit talking each other. Well, every time he shit talks everyone, I thought so. Yeah, but him and because Clay will go back, right? Uh, he did back up the the trash talk against Carolina, so that it was reminds, good. Because if it wasn't, that could have been bad. I was doing formal came in the league, bro. Formal and Clay got into it back then, bro. Because Clay was like, you know, the guy at the time, and Formal wanted to be the guy, and they'd really chirp. Those battles are fun. I hope. Uh, I don't know if Clay's the point in his career where, you know, he's gonna be going when his ones against Scrap all the time, but. Listen, any uh, shit talking drama for the league, I'm all about. I love that shit. No, I think they both know it's a, it's great for the league, and they both yeah. play it on. But oh, Clay, Clay gets it. Harms, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, Ultra should have won that match, and they did. Uh, naughty <laughs> list, the not good things. Uh, talking about subs, Envoy really struggled versus Boston. He had a .49 overall. Again, I think this is a, I think he's a guy like similar to like a hook and. He needs to like roam around and be just go on his flanks and be a true sub player. It's a tough game to do that. Well, you know, we've talked very highly of how Simp has been performing and his, uh, you know, the way he reads the map, the way he finds the gaps. Um, having Deddy back and be able to be a playmaker, like for him, I think another guy would have come to mind that this would be great for would be an envoy, right? Like he's kind of been that dude that just is a terror to deal with on the map. Um, well, the two maps he played in respawn against Boston were terminal, which you can't do that, and a uh, high rise, which you can't really do that. <laughs> you literally move on terminal, the alarms go off. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Um, again, it's just one game, but as I said, we have to nitpick because that's what we do on this show. Uh, the last thing I will say, uh, I mean, they're one and two in search of destroy versus three matches. You probably want that to get better and uh, scrap and insight. Kind of the two players who are who are struggling. Um, in that game mode for them, uh, you have scrap at a 0.64 and inside at a 0.83. So you probably want to find a little bit more consistency from those two. And insight's always been such a good search player. I'm sure that would get turned around quickly. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, I'll never forget the first time he came in the league. It was like, uh, I don't remember what map it was, but he set like Miami, the SD record. Miami. Yeah, he set the SD record like the first time he played. I'm like, I'm like, okay, all right, ended up like 19 or some shit. Yeah, he'll figure it out. Um, let's talk, uh, let's talk about optic. Um, listen, I think just when the roster came together, um, you and I were like, this team should be good. They had, they have the talent. They should be great. Um, but it was one of those things where it's a big enough change that still some question marks, right? Uh, we put a lot of pressure on Kenny, um, because, you know, he's a kind of a mastermind and really likes to dive into the nitty gritty and he wants teams to play a specific way. And he thinks about like, the game in a uh, way people don't. And so far, um, when it comes to respawn, they've, they've been great. And Kenny has been, he's your favorite player. You can say, you love, you fucking love Kenny. No, you, you fucking love him. Guy's a sicko. <laughs> and I love that. Uh, I mean, there was just a lot of criticism or not like just like questioning this move of, should Kenny really be an AR? Is this the right play? Like the right move? And I'm just happy he's putting up some dumb numbers in this role. Like not only am I happy he's like, because I think he will put this team in a, in a winning position. I'm just also happy that he's putting up the numbers he is. Because I know that cold war year was rough for the LA Thieves. But the one bright spot was like, this dude was st stupid in an AR role. Yeah, I I just don't know when this whole, like, Kenny... Well, it's because is, is in Vanguard... to prove himself thing? Well, became, I don't know. Well, it's because he, he, he switched to a sub in Vanguard, and then they started winning, right? Like, that's where I think that comes from is that like he's a more effective well, yeah, like, player like intro video i'm like what the fuck is that, that they have what was what's the thing in their intro video it's like, <laughs> like does he like, need to prove, to prove himself, himself? <laughs> fucking what he won champs two years ago well 
it's for the video yeah okay well you when the first time you saw it you were like what i no, was, I, was. I, I, I said that out loud like i don't know what he's got to prove but i'll watch i mean I'll I'll think, i don't know about kenny though <laughs> yeah no ken ken won a world title uh, a couple of years ago um listen you have wins over carolina seattle in minnesota nothing really jumps out of the page maybe the the seattle one because you know we we were thinking like well how good is this seattle team but the fact is they're six and one at hard point three and one in control they are controlling their respawns they're putting up silly num- numbers like they're just kind of popping off um I mean, when Optic was at their their best, I mean, they were just like a respawn powerhouse. Like, uh, mm-hmm. they just had a shitload of talent. They're a respawn powerhouse. Um, you see the potential there, I think, for that to be, uh, be a thing again. Um, they're fun to watch. They can smash teams when they get ahead. Uh, Pred, um, listen, I know Pred get, can sometimes get a rap. Is like, you know, maybe being a little too kill-focused, maybe not going in first, but he just puts up numbers. I mean, the guy, the guy is frying. Uh, yes, the way he plays sometimes, he's going to have to pop a three-piece to bail, bail the team out. But, like, he's capable of doing it. Um, so, so far, so good when it comes to the response. But he's just, that guy's a freak when it comes to the talent. It's, he's awesome. Yeah, he's getting comfortable. Uh, 1.52 in control as well. Uh, just insane. Uh, that is leading the league. <laughs> um, and, like you said, like, very kill-focused, but... I think if you look at the last few years of optic, that's kind of been like the question mark. Like, can we find outside of when they played phase, like <laughs> shots, he would just like randomly pop off for an insane match or a dash. You would, but a, a consistent slang sub duo. Cause you had hook last year. Right. And that was the big thing. Like, it's just a question mark and question mark and question mark. Well, Pred, you, I think you're going to get your numbers no matter what. Yeah. So, uh, thumbs up there. Uh, they're naughty list. Uh, I think we casted that series versus New York. You had some early mistakes, especially in the search and destroy. Um, they're two and three in S and D. The one stat that stood out to me in search is Dashi has a 25% opening, uh, dual win percentage. And this is a guy who's a shooter. So I, I hope he's, he's winning those duels. I'm, sh- I'm sure it's a very small sample size and he will get it turned around, but it was just one stat that i saw that was very red for for them um, well yeah the team overall yeah you're like 11th in first bloods the other thing that stood out in search was for whatever reason typically in search i mean it varies by map kind of like control but usually defense is favored a little bit on some maps but like right now that their offense has been pretty good they're like third overall but defense are like last in the league or like 11 just struggle with retakes I don't know like how you improve that. It's only been it's a small sample size, but like I don't know how you fix that if you're struggling on one side. And we'll see if that's a trend that continues. But defense has been kind of ass. Offense has been good. Well, if this is a, a team, you know, we kind of talked about how early they got going with the visa problems and even just missing a few days. Their focus, I'm sure, was on respawns, right? Like, sure. And S&D, offense, especially, especially at those retakes, offense would be a little bit easier. Let's hit on site. Defense you, could be the difficult one. You dictate. You, you dictate the pace. Like you dictate how it plays on offense, right? Like you're the one picking the spot. You're the one with the objective. Uh, defense is a lot more. Well, it's like one's proactive, one's reactive in a lot of ways. Um, so they're different in that regard. We'll see if they can fix it. But you're right. Probably more reps. Probably focus on on response. Yeah, getting on the we'll same see. page. Just retakes. That stuff is. That's all repetition. Yeah, and I don't think you know. Some of the teams, the optic teams in the past, like they were really good at respawn. 
search like struggled. That's why they weren't like elite some years. I, I'm not worried about that yet. I think they got the players to be good at search. We'll see if they get there. Um, on to uh, Miami. Miami. Heretics. Heretics. 3-0 and to start. Maybe you didn't expect this. Maybe you did. Um, their only two man losses are, are terminal hard points. And you and I talked about it with Cassie, but journey medals are, are fun to watch, dude. Uh, they just kind of, they're like one of the few teams that are pulling out an extra rival. Their engagements are high. They just put pressure on you. I think, you know, I, you know, you love like the, the big plays, the commentator and like with the, with the MCW, I don't know, like popping that like three piece, that crazy play is kind of tough, but with the rival, like on invasion, you get in your spot. You can, you can just wipe out a team, like kind of like Sim did the Search and Destroyer. Like they did a lot of their controls. Um, they are very, very fun to watch, and I love them. I it's another team I'm pulling for. I'm happy to have them in the league. I'm happy they're back. I'm sure. I just You're loving feel, you a know, lot of teams, dude. You're loving a lot of teams this year. Well, you sir, I get asked a lot like what my favorite team is. I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Like I've been commentating so it's long. Toronto I just, Ultra. I want good <laughs> matches. I want good matches. I want to be entertained. I want to have fun while I'm casting. That's all I care about. Um. Yeah, but you're right. Like, I, I used to have, like, a smaller window people I love when I first started, but when you become friends with players in the league more, you've been doing it a long time. Yeah, I guess that's root for everyone. It's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah. That's okay. Good matches. Yeah, that's all you want. It's good Call of Duty. Um, You know, I, I, I think the one question mark I had for them was not just their I, – I knew they had the talent, but they've been out of the league outside of Holly Hobby. Uh, you, you're still playing challengers. And just kind of getting into the – system of playing league matches and i thought maybe that could just take some time like maybe they started slow or the, the opposite which is they had so much passion and energy like similar to when they were in black ops 4 they brought it and they didn't need to catch up i just thought maybe there was like could have been a moment of catch up but didn't happen you know um right back to it they've been fucking pissed i mean after what they did in black ops 4 if whoever was in like charge of the franchise spots it didn't fuck put harris's in. like who knows like they're probably mad man like i think in the interview said like we were yeah pissed we weren't involved it should have been involved i want to fire whoever made that choice if it was up to you and i 100 percent. it would have been in i don't need some billionaire nfl owners give me vamos you can show me a fake pay stub uh, bank account i don't give a shit get him in it's like, was that like uh, bench warmers? The guy's like, I am 10. He like, takes the money. He's like, I am 10. I am 10. He takes it. You're in. All right. We're in. Um, again, it's tough to nitpick. Uh, just kind of the, the naughty list of the bad things about this team. It's not their fault, but 3 0. I mean, it's a weak schedule. They have wins over Vegas, Carolina, Minnesota. With Carolina, Vegas. Minnesota. Yeah. Um, we just got, we're going to have questions going into their, their future matches. Uh, like, who, you know, depending on who they're playing, you're just going to have some questions being, how good is this team? That's really it. I guess for their part, you know, you can only play your schedule. They've won convincingly. It's not like these have been close or super close matches. Like they've clearly been the better team. That's all they can do. So for now, they're on top. We love watching them. Um, but yeah, hard to like kind of properly know where they are. Uh, yeah. And so I just looked at their upcoming matches. They play Seattle, uh, they play Boston. Uh, they play Optic. Those are their next three. So it has to be hard after their start. Yeah, yeah. It's some big, uh, big question marks there. Um, what do you think? Only, what do you think they do in those? Just out of curiosity, based on what you've seen. Um, bro. Um, Seattle Surge. Like that could be like a, a three. Two. I think they're pretty close. That would be my guess. I think they're a little ahead of like Boston and LA Thieves. 
and they should be to get like a five, six, six, seven like in there. Um, so that's a close one to me. I, I think they should beat Boston with what I've seen. I don't think they beat Optic, and then they play LAG. I think I saw, and that's a win. So if you go two, two here, finish your first stage five, two. I take it. Yeah, I take that. It's hard to um, judge Boston's Seattle versus them. Yeah, I think I agree with you. It should be close. Should I be could close. be wrong. It could go a four. Fuck if I know. <laughs> uh, that's just my guess on I'm what curious, I'm seeing yeah. here. Uh, lastly, I think they're 5 0 on invasion. We already started to see some vetoes coming in. You know, you take invasion a hard point away, they're 0 2 on terminal hard points. Um, they've shown a little bit more of a water map pool, but just be ready for the invasion vetoes. That's just, it's going to happen. Um, on the face? On the face. Um, listen, I always get the whole, maybe the most days, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry they've been the best team in CDL. Uh, the fact is, this is the most talented team they had. Draws is the most talented trio this fourth has had. I don't care how you feel about Draza. He is a very good player. He's a very hungry player. He is dedicated. He is what they needed. Um, this team has no excuse not to be very good and win multiple tournaments. Um, so far, positives, they look good. They beat, uh, beat a solid Seattle team. Um, they beat Boston, who, especially after the Toronto win, looks a bit better. Uh, Thieves, who knows, sort of. Um, so, like, the... It hasn't been maybe the most difficult schedule, um, but I think... Also, for us, like we kind of thought with this title, it's the way it plays, like that simp would be very good. Um, and for the first time we watched scrims, we were like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he is uh, just shitting on people. In the league, that's been the case, too. He's been nuts. No, he, he has, has been yes. nuts. Simp has been, uh, been pretty insane. Um, I, I think he's the most, I've said before, I think he's the most well-rounded and talented player I've ever commentated over. And I mean that. Um, just the full picture of brains, playmaking ability, skill. He is... Insane. Yeah, he's got great awareness. He's doing, uh-huh. he's doing it right now. Great awareness. Good in every single game mode. I think. Do we have a clip as well? Do we have a video about the uh, about Simp? Oh, here we go. Got a chance to make the play. Chance potentially for the ace. There's three. Bye bye. Sim. Yeah. With the ace and the that commentator is pretty good. To shut it down in round one. I was sick then, dude. I had a, I had a head cold during that too. It could have been better. I was out of it, bro. Could have been better, but even just those little said. things, just having that smoke oh. for the alleyway, ready for every single gunfight. He, he doesn't miss. Um. I mean, yeah, Simpson in true form. Uh, I mean, I, I, in terms of like maybe bad, what do you want to work? I mean, maybe you're not the happiest about some of the wins because they're still squeaky. But is that the title? Yeah, I, I guess a kind of big picture, like withdrawals are coming in, sort of like, is this what they need is my big thing with this team right now. And uh, so far, you're good. One thing you and I have been critical of, and since Cold War, their biggest issue has been hard points, right? Like they just, so many close hard points are letting slip away. Like, over and over and over again, this team just could not be like dominant and hard point. Um, I know last year talking to Crowder, like they really worked very hard on trying to like the fundamental, listen, this is not applied to everything. Just think about like hard point in general, what you're going for. It, it can be objected by committee, but in a perfect world, you would love to have like your AR in the hard point getting time, 
Your subs pushing out cuts. That's what you want in a perfect world. And they like after the first major last year, a BC was number one in hardpoint time, and we were like, that seems ass fucking backwards. You don't want a BC sitting still at the hardpoint. You want a BC sending it at people. And they worked over the whole year to try and like adjust that. And it wasn't until major five that finally it was like slasher and cell leading the way. Uh, they go five and one in hardpoint. That major first time above fifty percent. They go seven and three in hardpoint at champs. Like they finally seem to work on it. Um, I was just curious, like how it's going to be in general with the hard points for them. They've won a lot of close ones, which they played a lot of Karachi, and that's kind of Karachi. I'm not convinced this is a good hard point team yet, but if they are, that's going to be problematic for everyone if this ends up being a good hard point team. Yeah, because we expect, obviously, even like adding Draza to this trio, how good they are at search just every single year. Yeah. It's going to be, I mean, yeah, tough to tough to beat. Especially, there's just more freedom now in this team. Uh, like with last year, it was just tough to be this very just one dimensional search and destroy. I think there's more options here. And as good as they've been, even though the, you know they they you know, one more events are placed better than you know it'll always be the optic versus phase thing. When they play, optic has gotten the better of them, right? Like that's what everyone talks about. Like optic has beat them. And a big part of it's it was Vanguard. Yeah, a big part of it was hard point. Like that's. <laughs> It's been a big thing. If they fix that, um, we'll see how that conversation goes, which that's one thing I'm really excited for, too. Just in general, when I was going through um, just sort of the hard points, like everyone sort of has a different band. Everyone has a different map they're sort of targeting. It's going to get interesting amongst the top teams. It's, uh, it's going to be fun to watch just for hard point in general. Yeah. Um, I mean, naughty list for them, I, it's just tough to do. But I guess the one thing is Draza hasn't been great in search. Uh, 0.55, 25% opening, dual win rate. It's not great, but. I mean, someone's probably going to be getting dumped on, but he's a guy that'll play a million search games, uh, be pissed at his own performance, try to turn it around. But uh, anyone in this position, at times, is going to struggle. Like, there's only so many kills on the map. That's always just kind of it with this trio. At times, you're just going to be like, yeah, I'll go. Like, it's my turn oh, to have sure. a bad map. Um, but like you said, I think that's... Um... Like Thieves teams got better at search as the year went on sometimes because of him grinding and how much time they'd want to put into it. So I'm sure I'm sure he'll get there. But I actually want to transition that that comment you made to NYSL and actually jumping to the naughty list because it kind of goes into my thoughts on how I've been feeling sort of about Sib. I want to talk about Sib because listen, they made a change after champs, right? Like all right, so we're going to NYSL. NYSL. Okay. Yeah, I kinda I kind of jump there because what you said, sort of there's only so many kills to find. And I was wondering how Sib was going to do on this team with Priesta not there. And as we were looking through stuff, I know it's early. I was like, well, Sib's basically just priest without the intangibles right now. Like that pack of punch they wanted hasn't really been there. Yeah. Uh, 0.89 overall, 0.83 in hard point, 0.85 in search, 0.97. Uh, a lot of damage and control. He's one of the, the highest in the league. Um, but the hard point in control, again, fact is, is they're still winning, but it's not the cleanest. It's not sort of the best that we said. And kind of what you said, it's, the opposite of the conversation. Now, there was a clip a, a day or two ago. He's dealing with injury. No idea about that. Hopefully, he figures that out and gets comfortable. But outside of their search, which is 5-0, and oh, they're 3-2 and two in hard points. They're 1-2 and two in control. It's not the best-looking response from our world champs. I hope for their sake, the injury is the real deal, and he's going through some stuff right now because... Otherwise, it, it's what our biggest fear was with this. Um, you can't put some of what Priesta does on a stat sheet. You, 
just can't. The guy's a winner. People want to play with him for a reason. There are only so many kills on the map. You already have a, a Skies. You already have yeah. a Hydra, like the best player in the game. Do you need more kills? I don't think that's what... How do you even say that's what's holding them back or whatever for being elite? They just want champs. Like, I, I don't know. I hope it's not a move that bites them. It's so early and the injury stuff, but I just, I looked at it. I'm like, well, that's not really a pack of punch, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I love I, Sib's the man. That guy's wildly talented, but his name's I mean, Dante. Numbers, I'll literally F you up. Yeah. But the numbers are what they are right now. Yeah. Numbers are what they are. Um, yeah. I mean, hopefully he, he gets feeling better. I, I think the other thing is, this is a team that absolutely wants a sub meta, multiple subs. You want Kismet Hydra to have, like, similar to the way FaZe wants a BZ and Sim to have a subs. Like, this is, you want, Kismet is kind of leashed up in a way. I, I think in a game like this. Yeah, because you, um, it's weird when you look at it. Like, I'm trying to think of, uh, here, let me pull it up real quick. Um, like, when you talk about, I'm trying to find more typical. Uh, all right, so dashy. I'll look at optic. Um, usually, like your AR, right? Uh, we'll have like your, I don't know, lower. I'm talking hard point. Like your, uh, it'll have a lot of hill time of your lower engagements. Uh, sort of like dashy. Dashy's got like leading a hill time. Subs have the most engagements on on New York right now. He has the lowest engagements on Kismet, and he has the most hill time, which makes zero fucking sense. Uh, other than maybe it's a map thing, or this team's still trying to figure stuff out. Because when I saw he had the lowest engagements, I was like. Okay. Yeah, he has the lowest damage per 10 minutes in the league right now. And that's just sort of a what's going on there. Um, right. Play style of game. Probably like Hook. Like he's, he, he wants to get going for sure. For sure. Uh, and get flying to people. But. Yeah, I mean, they've played true. I mean, they won both Karachi. So that's probably the one map you would say you have some freedom with the sub. And then they played terminal in, in lost term or not terminal sub base. Terminal in, in Skid Row, it could be tough as a sub player. But the search, at least the search is there. They're they're five and zero in search to destroy. We'll talk about the good things now. Um, five and zero in S and D. They're three and zero. Hydra's still in MVP form. He's insane. Um, that's just honestly, this dude is so good. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want. It's weird to start with the negatives. Just like our transition from no, phase. No, you're good. Sib and. Yeah, yeah, not the positive. Hydra's fucking nuts. Um, there was a time where, you know, I don't know the game as well as you do. Um, it's just, I wasn't a pro. I learned as time goes on. But, like, at first, it, it takes longer for me to, like, get stuff. And when he first was, like, popping off in the league, you know, I kind of had that whole, like, maybe he's just, like, a bit of a kill whore type thing. As time goes on, you just realize more and more that guy is just fucking good. He's so, he's so goddamn good. Um, it's very similar so, to yeah. Simp in a way. Yeah, he knows exactly where the next kill is coming from. Like, it's like fighting and pre-aim, like boom, next one. Like Prime Scump was the same way. Like those three just really stick out. It's like they make the game look so easy, but what they're doing is not at all. And it's I made Joe watch. Um, I, think I mentioned this on broadcast, but I took like there was like five minutes of gameplay from Simp, his POV and a scrim I was watching. I'm like, I need you to watch this. And tell me if you weren't a former pro, if you would think this guy was full of shit. And he was like, dude, he just, every corner he rounds, he perfectly centers on foreheads for like five straight minutes. I'm just like, how? Oh, I would just give anything to play like that for a day. Like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. If you were not like a former pro or like not really good at COD, you would 100,000% think he was full of shit. Like, yeah, walling his balls off. <laughs> yeah, but he's not. He's just, they're, uh, pros yeah, are different, I, man. 
Hodges the same way. I mean, we saw yeah. it all last year. Like he's always ready for the next fight. Uh, that's why he was our MVP. Yeah. Um, but they're three zero, and I think that is the end of our uh, naughty and nice list. So hopefully, enjoy it. again. Listen, we had to find some good things and bad things for every team. It can be difficult with the sample size. It's very early. We'll probably do this again in six months, and we got a lot more for you. But I swear to God, if I see a Reddit post like maybe Mark over exaggerating, overreacting to this. We've come up with some fun stuff to talk about for the break. Let's say there's only been a couple of matches played. Um, yeah, Maven's gonna find he's gonna be next Krampus, dude. He's gonna <laughs> find you. He's gonna find you. Oh, I uh, I think overall, I'm just excited though. It's gonna be back, it's been fun to cast, and yeah, we'll kind of see what happens with the update and where we're going. Um, looking forward yeah, to watching scripts. Uh, and then do you want to talk about this uh, latest news? Well, I figured you might since it's like your favorite like title. Um, and I guess I do too. Like what the, the rumor that it's going to be like a direct sequel to black ops two for 2025. So does that mean I don't get Treyarch next year? No, um, you do. Oh, I do. So it seems the way they're, they're doing it now, right. Is because it was this three year thing. Now it's this, I think they're keeping this the same way to give studios more time. I think sledge now is sort of a similar to Raven. They're going to like try to control the year two. So it'll be like a Treyarch title. And then the second year of that, they'll add like the Black Ops two maps and everything in that year two. The Treyarch makes the weapons. base basically, and someone makes the DLC. Correct. Now I imagine if because MW two was what it was, you probably won't have as many changes going into that following year as we had this year. That is, I think, where people are confused. I don't think they're going to overhaul Treyarch's title for that year. It's pretty much saying. We're going to, yeah, it's like the second year of that game in a way. Well, certainly, yeah, this would have been more like a two-year cycle. A DLC type thing, correct. Had it, had it not, which which I'm okay with as long as the game is awesome. Sure. I mean, I think for us, that's great. Like for a competitive side, if we have a good, you know, a Cold War, a good, a good competitive game, mm-hmm. I mean, another year, we've never had that before. Fuck yeah. What was the last time we had two like good games in a row? I mean, listen, Call of Duty games are great. There's a lot of positive. I mean, for, for competitive side, when was the last time we had two in a row? No, you're not wrong. We might have and, three in a row, the way this is shaping up. I'll be honest with you, a better start than what we've had. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I think for Warzone and for, I mean, I'm not a big multiplayer guy anymore. I love casting, but I don't play as much. But, like, I can tell how excited the community is. Despite all the flaws, I mean, last year was just so what it was that um, I think this year was going to be loved no matter what. But I think it's more, it's more than that. I mean, there's a lot of good things. 100%. Yeah. And then also in, the, in this, again, it's a rumor, but uh, Pick 10 is supposedly coming back, in which I would literally, I'd be very happy. But again, that's when, in the, the, the sequel, but we'll see what happens. I just missed like the hard counter, rock, paper, scissors, versus like, there's so much shit. Yeah. But that's Treyarch. I mean, I'm just excited for next year's Treyarch title. But we still got this whole year. Yeah, this year, um, I mean, it's a great start. We were worried about how it was going to start because being kind of early and still figuring stuff out with snaking. Um, no, there's no, been there's good. No snaking has been been not good, or no snaking has been very good. Yeah, uh, you know we didn't really bring it up, but there was the one thing with skies. You know, it might happen from time to time, but you know he got punished. Or did you talk about that? No, we didn't. We did. Yeah. Uh, well, we did before the show. I mixed it up, but uh, 
I guess what he didn't get to here. Let's just play the video. We play the videos, guys. Do we have that? I forgot to bring it up earlier. It was kind of we started off slow because we served our duty. We didn't get to warm up today. That was miserable. <laughs> I will never snake again, bro. I'm sorry. When you say you served your duty, was it because like because you snaked in that P1? Nobody was screaming this morning. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Like. Wow. Okay. Yeah, bro. I served my duty, bro. Um. So there you go. Teams are up uh, upholding that. And I think that's good. Listen, I, I, I've been one that's always said, like, I think I think Jiang something like a movement's kind of just weird as shit to me because it's not like you can just GA gun. It's not in the game. Snaking's still there and available at all times. So it's weird to me. Um, but it seems like it's been going well. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, not, not too many offenses. I still don't know what happens uh, round 11, 1v1 of champs with millions on the line. I, I not sure what happens in that moment, but uh, it's it's been great. The game's been way more fun to watch. Uh, I think it's, I think also... it's just so funny when you see a player like behind something and then they like prone and they're kind of just like, yeah, oh, don't do it. Like you see them like pause for a second. It's hilarious to me. Been a couple times where like my instinct was to yell, like, take that because we go, we'll do it. Warriors, I mean, multiplayer, like, and they just die. You say later, like, all right, yeah. but. Nah, it's been good. I'm really excited to see uh, where this year goes, and hopefully we got some big improvements coming. I, the thing I want more than anything is probably just, like, one more map. Um, and maybe we would say that every year, I know, but we just leave Raid, like, every year. Just leave it every year. I don't think I'll ever get sick of Raid. Just put it every fucking year. Just leave that'll be the one stable. I'm okay with that. It's good in every mode. Yeah, I think spawns, spawns is probably the, the biggest thing. Just a little spawn overall. We'll see uh, what'll oh. happen there. Because that changes the maps and the way, the way they play big time. I think back to what we talked about a little bit earlier like it's one thing when they're bad but when they're bad and inconsistent it's just i think a headache for everybody like broadcasting i'm like man i everything i just said means absolutely nothing because of that spawn so <laughs> fuck that's life sometimes but uh yeah. we hope you enjoyed the episode happy holidays to everybody uh thank you all so much for listening hanging out with us two idiots we're back in the cdl in a few weeks but have a have a great christmas yeah, we love you. Enjoy the holiday. Um, I'm going to spend it with Joe and go see my parents. I'm dressing up as Santa Claus on Christmas Day for Joe's son, Theo. I've got a whole outfit. He does. Take I'm going to be the sexiest Santa of all time. You imagine me walking through the neighborhood there, all the single moms will be looking at me? I'll probably pay you to get pictures. That's what they're paying me for. I think Everyone so. have a good night. Bye.